1: I offer you my prayers, works, joys, and sufferings of this day for all the intentions of your sacred heart, in union with the holy sacrifice of the Mass throughout the world, in reparation for my sins, for the intentions of all my relatives and friends, and in particular, for the intentions of the Holy Father. Amen. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, amen. Today, the prayer intention of the day is for Father Roy, who is a priest back in New York, who's having an operation today, if you would keep Father Roy in your prayers this day. Thank you so much. And it is Mondays with Mom, so Mom is with us. Good morning. Good morning. How are you? I'm very good. How was your weekend?
0: Oh, very good. Yep. And how was yours?
1: Well, I have no water in my (gasps) kitchen, so it's been difficult. But otherwise, fine.
0: How long is that going to last? Not sure. Oh, Oh my, <laughs> that's a problem.
1: But anywho, <coughs> you uh, mentioned you wanted to talk about the message.
0: Yes, the latest message from Midjigori, which was on January 25th. It's a very important message, I think. And yeah, so I
1: think everybody I, agrees.
0: Yeah, so I thought we'd go into it a little bit today. Okay. So we'll start with reading it. Dear children, pray with me for peace. Because Satan wants war and hatred in hearts and peoples. Therefore, pray and sacrifice your days by fasting and penance, that God may give you peace. The future is at a crossroads, because modern man does not want God. That is why mankind is heading to perdition. You little children are my hope. Pray with me, that what I began in Fatima and here may be realized. Be prayer and witness peace in your surroundings and be people of peace. Thank you for having responded to my call. It's a very heavy message.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: So she speaks about peace, both in people's hearts individually and in nations. I think that was intended there for peace in, in all ways. She asks us to pray and sacrifice for God to give us peace. And she says the future is at a crossroads. Well, a crossroad, I looked up, is a crucial point, especially where a decision must be made. It's a crisis. It's zero hour. So we are at a crossroad, she says, because man does not want God. She says man, mankind is heading to perdition. Perdition is eternal damnation, hell, utter destruction, and pandemonium. That's what we're heading for. We're... We actually see signs of it already. You, my little children, are my hope. Well, that's the most beautiful sentence in there. And it sounds like the outcome depends on us, the faithful remnant. So she asks us to pray with her, that what she began at Fatima and Medjugorje may be realized. She asks us to be prayer, to witness peace where we are, and to be people of peace. So it seems like it is up to us, her children, to turn the tide of this present battle. So what are your thoughts on that message?
1: Well, yeah, I mean, <laughs> this is nothing new. We've been saying this for years, that people keep turning away from God, and when you turn away from God, you're walking right into the arms of Satan. There's no there's no neutral. Jesus said, if you're not with me, you're against me. So, you know, there was a new uh, poll that came out about mass attendance by country. Most countries in the world have a fraction of the people that go to mass anymore. You know? Mm-hmm. I mean, we're at 17% in America. 17%. Mm. Um, places like the Netherlands is 7%. Brazil, 8%. France, 8%. 8%? Imagine that. Yeah, I know I know Europe is very bad. Uh, the African countries uh, seem to be thriving. Nigeria, 94%. Mm, beautiful. Uh, and then the second is Kenya at 73 But there's only... Seven countries in the world where 50% or more go to church. Seven countries in the whole world. That's very sad. Yes. So you can imagine heaven's perspective on this. Uh, All these graces are offered, particularly through the mass. And by and large, humanity is rejecting those graces and thumbing their nose at heaven. So it's it's an awful thing. It's an awful thing.
0: Well so Blessed Mother is, is very well aware of it, as, as we've seen all through, the, all through the years as we watch her messages. So I, when I was um, praying about this, the word Dunkirk came into my mind. And I had seen the movie Dunkirk some years ago. And it, 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 there really is some similarities. Um, so for those who don't know, Dunkirk is a, a beach town in France where a battle of World War II took place. And it was a turning point in the Allied war effort. So the Germans were advancing on the soldiers, and their backs were up against the sea, the ocean. They had, they couldn't, there's no way to go. The waters were too shallow for most ships to come and rescue them. So they put a call out to the locals to help them. And what happened was amazing. Civilian vessels took part in evacuating the Allied troops as the German forces were closing in. 850 little ships, fishing boats, pleasure boats, ferries, tugs, barges, all took place in the rescue effort. And um, they answered the call for help, and they got all the soldiers out. 338,000 soldiers were evacuated. So they won that, that battle at Dunkirk by evacuating the troops. And uh, they, it's, it's become known as the Miracle of Dunkirk. So there was a similarity now to what's going on here, I think. We're Mary's little children, as she calls us. We're the little ships. And we're now being called into action, uh, just as there was a point where the little ships were called into action. Our Lady has put out the call in her latest message, I think. We've reached a turning point in the present war of good versus evil. At least that, she's, that seems to be what she's saying. The enemy's forces are closing in, and I say, look around, what are you seeing? Chaos, hatred, mayhem, all over the place. Uh, it's, it's gotten to the point where it's hard to watch the news. So we've reached a turning point, a decisive moment, and uh, a kind of a tipping point, a point at which uh, a decision must be made that will have far-reaching consequences, and so It's an important message from Our Lady, and I think each of us needs to pray about it and decide what our own response will be. The men in Dunkirk took what they had, which was little boats, and used them in the battle. So we are Our Lady's little children in the greatest battle, and what we have to do is what Our Lady is asking of us in this present battle. So she's like the general commanding the troops, coordinating us which puts me in mind of another battle uh, of Gettysburg. You know, I've visited Gettysburg many times with your dad. So many years ago when I was there, there was a um, uh, a parade going on with reenactors. And for this parade once a year, uh, many, many, many reenactors come in and they dress up as the soldiers, different ones. <laughs> and uh, they put on this big parade. So I was sitting on the side watching all the troops go by. And uh, the Lord began speaking to me and showing me things, and He wanted me to notice the different units. So some were marching together in unity; their uniforms looked good. They, you could hear the taps on their shoes as they came by. You know, click, 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 all in all in unity. Uh, And then others came by, other units that were very sloppy. They weren't marching together; they were all off, and their uniforms were a mess. They weren't paying attention. So the Lord seemed to be asking me, when they go into battle, which unit do you think will prevail? So I said, okay, I can see that the ones who are more ready would be the ones. And then he continued, he said, My children are like this. Some are prepared, they pray, they follow the commandments, they partake of the sacraments. Others do as they like, they're lazy, they please themselves. And he asked me, which group do you think pleases me most? Which group will prevail in the battle? And so the message was strive to be ready when you're called into battle. So our lady's message uh, seems to be a a battle call. And she does say crossroad. And um, crossroad is a pivotal moment. So we're at that point. How are we going to respond to Our Lady? She says she's placing her hope in us. So, what would we do? Well, I think the thing to do is to look what she's asking of us in Minjigori. She has her five little stones there. Um, Prayer, fasting, confession, penance, the Bible. We've talked about these for years. So, I would just say perhaps there's... One area that each of us could improve upon um, maybe another rosary every day maybe fasting more are we slacking off on monthly confession do we read the Bible regularly is our conversion ongoing uh, so these are all things that we each can take to our own prayer time and and see how we're doing and, and see what we what else we can offer her that she can use in this battle thoughts there
1: not not with regard to what you're talking about i mean um like i said it's we've been hearing this for a long time it just seems the intensity is a bit more um but as long as you're talking about battles tomorrow is don bosco his feast day and he of course had the famous dream about the the two columns in the uh, the war, the naval battle in the ocean, and uh, the Barker Peter, had the Pope on it, was being attacked from all sides by all these enemy ships. And it wasn't until he got between the two columns of the Eucharist and Our Lady and anchored to those that uh, the battle suddenly turned in, in the favor of the church. But there was many, the ship was wounded pretty badly, and all the uh, other little ships which represented other you know, local churches, I guess, were also being beat up pretty bad. Um, so that, that would be an interesting thing to, to add to the mix too. You yeah. know, the church is in a, a very strange time with the synod going on that uh, seems to be just run amok. Um, the death of Benedict, um, the world is on edge with this war with the Ukraine and Russia and uh that president of ukraine just keeps saying he's demanding more weapons from all these other countries well i don't remember countries ever demanding that other countries should be paying for their war i I don't remember that ever you
0: know until you get
1: in and you're on the the, first of all he's not even part of the um nato group the nato so like why are we sending hundreds and hundreds of millions of dollars uh When it seems like if Russia really wants to crush them, they're going to crush them because Russia is so much more weapons than the Ukraine. Now, I'm not looking for anybody to crush, but there's been several instances, and I don't want to get into this as a topic, but where there seemed to be an option for peace talks, and it was our own uh, military that shut them down. I I don't understand what's going on anymore. Where are the peacemakers? I don't see the peacemakers.
0: Yeah, it is, and it's um, it's Russia again, which you know Our Lady was concerned about in 1917, and we're still talking about Russia. Yeah. Um, yeah. I there's a lot of things I think we don't understand because we're not given the whole story. But I don't know. I don't know, like what you say, that they're demanding weapons from other countries, which is really drawing the world into this war.
1: It is. It's, yeah. it's. They're pushing for a world wars. What's and and not them. We know from our lady's message. It's the devil. Yeah. She said it right in the message. He wants war. Well, when everybody else is wanting war, they're working with him. It's as simple as that. Do you think Jesus wants war? I don't think so. No. He wants a war against sin. He doesn't want a war that drag the whole country into potentially a nuclear holocaust. It is a strange time. You really can't trust anything you see or hear on the news anymore. It's very disheartening that um, we now have a propaganda machine that puts out what they want us to believe. There's no longer news. It's not real news. Well, there's certainly not truth. No.
0: You can't trust that you're getting the truth.
1: No, it's a very strange time.
0: Well, again, I think that when you pray... um, you're you're able to see the lies better because there's some people who just can't see that it's a lie. Yeah. Um, so I think when when we pray, as our Lady is asking us, we at least can spot the lies.
1: And the other good news, if there would be a silver lining to any of this, is that the Lord said that when sin abounds, grace superabounds. So we're living in this very sinful era of disobedience, which means there's extra grace is available for those who would choose to partake of them so the people who do show up for mass the people who do go to adoration the people who are praying their rosaries and their saint michael chaplets there's extra graces that are available that are normally not available but because of the the dire times we live in the lord makes those graces available so uh, that's the good news for the faithful the ones who are actually faithful that is good
0: and you know i think we can call the the ones who are left the remnant when you're saying like 17% of Americans go to church on the you know on the weekend.
1: And, well, and and remember le- that's just the bare minimum to call yourself Catholic. That's not like you're a superstar saint. Yeah. You're just doing just showing up on Sunday for 1 hour means you're doing the minimum if you're doing the other four precepts. So yeah, it's it's a weird time.
0: And even worse in other countries. So at least I think we can really say now that this is the remnant that's left. Mm. And it's, it's hard to be the remnant because you don't have the support of society around you.
1: Oh, no, we don't, for sure. Not
0: at all. Not at all. So there's one more message that she mentioned crossroad in. And it was this past March, March 25th, 2022. I'm going to read that for you, too. I am listening to your cry and prayers for peace. For years, Satan has been fighting for war. That is why God sent me among you to guide you on the way of holiness, because mankind is at a crossroad. I'm calling you to return to God and to God's commandments that it may be good for you on the earth and that you may come out of this crisis into which you have entered because you are not listening to God who loves you and desires to save you and lead you to a new life. Thank you for having responded to my call. So this call has been ongoing, at least since March, about the crossroad. And that we're in a crisis time. Yeah. But the good news is that Mary is always telling us that she wants us to have new life and a new start. And and that all this is available if we do what she asks. So there's there's reason for hope here. Always. Always hope.
1: Hope is in... in, um... The promises of Jesus, that's what we'll be hoping.
0: Yeah. So, I'll tell you the truth. Without Mary and uh, her appearing in Medjugorje, I would almost be at the point of having no hope. Because I remember when I first heard about it, which was late 80s, 1980s, um, I was already thinking that things were really bad in the world. And when when I found out that she was appearing... I couldn't wait to get my hands on her words and see what she had to say, and it gave it filled me with hope that Our Lady knew about it and was doing something about it and asking us to participate. So uh, we've had her all these years, which has been a great blessing. Mm.
1: And and then the war came.
0: Yes. Yeah.
1: yeah. You know, she's already guided that country through one war.
0: Yes. Yeah. Uh, again, people are not responding even over there.
1: Yeah, Croatia didn't fare well in that study either. I think they were at like maybe 30%. Mm. Yep,
0: so there we are. Um, It's an uphill battle. So, what's going on in your parish?
1: Same. Adoration, benediction, confession, mass. Um... We we have confirmation coming up in about, I guess, in about two months. So we're starting to prepare for that. And we had a, the Knights of Columbus yesterday. They had a little fundraiser where they made tamales. They made 1,500 tamales <laughs> and sold those. So there's food in everybody's fridge. Um, mm. And, of course, I have... Uh, Father Andreas here from uh, Austria. He's visiting from the parent company of Radio Maria, and at some point he's going to be going heading down to Miami to try to boost our listeners down there. So there's there's always stuff happening. There's always things going on. Today the kids are here. Uh, he's going to teach the kids today in my place. Oh, how nice. And uh, they'll like that. He's a musician. Uh, he sings. He plays the piano. He plays the guitar. So, he'll have them all riled up.
0: Does he speak English?
1: Oh, yeah, very well. Oh, Otherwise, I mean... Yeah,
0: <laughs> it would be difficult.
1: <laughs> it would be no point of staying with me. <laughs> no.
0: And then, of course, Lent is coming in a few weeks.
1: Yes, it is.
0: Do you have any uh, missions planned for Lent? I don't. Okay.
1: I don't. I just didn't feel like uh, it wasn't on my heart to bring somebody in. Mm-hmm. Which makes me wonder. I wonder how what's going to what will be what will (laughs) Lent be like.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, again, it's it's an opportunity to put these things into practice. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and uh, I don't know what we're doing in our parish. I haven't heard. Sometimes they, you know, you don't hear until Lent starts. And, uh, I, did,
1: thought, I did pick up a, uh, the Magnificat has a very good Lenten companion so I got about 600 of those for the parishioners and um, oh. yeah it is a good one.
0: Oh, ah. maybe I should get it yeah so Father Roy who you prayed for today is a wonderful priest as you know yeah and uh, I ask all your listeners to pray for him today he's having heart surgery and um, uh, he's been a real blessing to us he, uh, he was in charge of the shrine that's near, uh, near our house for many years. And it's who my son and I went to Israel with. He led that pilgrimage.
1: Yeah, what hospital?
0: He's actually in Winthrop.
1: He's having heart surgery in Winthrop?
0: Yeah, he went to a doctor out here. And the doctor said, well, you can't even leave this office. You go straight to the hospital. But he said, I want you to go into Winthrop. So I don't know what that was all about. Hmm. But it's it's a good hospital. It's yeah. Um, I, you know it is very good. So um, we'll pray that he comes through it well. Of course. Yeah.
1: And no, he's I, got a few more pilgr- pilgrimages left in him, I think.
0: Oh, he, he loves pilgrimages. <laughs> he he uh, he went to, when we went to Israel. He went with a a Jewish rabbi that he's best friends with. So we had a half Jewish group and half Catholic group, and um, it, it turned out it turned out to be good. At first, I wasn't thinking so because I was thinking, I wish I could do all day in the Catholic things. But now that I'm back, I can see the value of knowing more about the Jewish side of things in Israel.
1: It always helps to get the backstory on the traditions of the Jews to understand what's going on. I mean, the the best example of that is like. The Passover with the four chalices. If you don't yes. know about that, it, it, you you're missing out on what the Mass is because it's it's fascinating, and there's so many examples of that that go all through the history. You know, the the new fulfills the old, and the old foreshadows the new. So, yeah, that that, that is a good thing. You know, that what
0: I find very interesting is the fourth chalice, and there's a book written about it, um, which I've read. And I uh, got interested in it on our trip to Israel. The, when they had the Seder, the, the Jewish Passover dinner, they they have the four cups. And the fourth one, Jesus didn't drink at the Last Supper. He did the three. He didn't do the fourth. But then they got up and they went out to the, uh, the Garden of Gethsemane and they sang psalms on the way. Because that's what they would do at the supper. And mm-hmm. so on the cross, when they gave him the wine to drink, which... Some, he either refused or didn't refuse. It was the fourth cup. It was the fulfillment, the whole fulfillment then.
1: It's a and, cup of consummation.
0: Yeah, it's just beautiful. It's a beautiful yeah. concept. Uh, and so, yeah, you do learn some of those things. Mm-hmm. So, praise God. We'll hope He goes on many more pilgrimages. Yeah. And that's
1: all I have for today. Well, we're just about out of time, so that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's see. So if um, just a general, you know, we Radio Maria does not have any commercials or advertising. We rely completely 100% on the generosity of our listeners. So if a show on Radio Maria has touched your heart and you can afford to help us out, please give a ring to 888-408-0201 or go on the website to pledge a donation. That would be a wonderful thing to do in this new year. And let me give you my blessing. May Almighty God bless you in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. Amen. Have a great day, thanks for being on mom. This is Father Dan signing off.